0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here, as always, on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade J.J. Williams. And today I'm going to be closing out March and movies starring wrestlers with none other than The Hot Rod, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and Sci-Fighters, released in 1996 starring in addition to Roddy Piper, Jane Heitmeyer, Billy Drago, Tyrone Benskin, and Richard Rayborn. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me today here on another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. I appreciate you guys coming. As always, thank you for joining me all month long for Movies That Star Wrestlers. Next month, we'll get into more normal fare. We'll tell you a little bit about that at the end of the month. But let's get down to business here with this movie. Our film opens in a jail, which is located on the moon. And a couple of prisoners are reported for their daily duties. One of the men steals a cigarette from the other. And a chainsaw fight ensues. Yes. A chainsaw fight. Adrian Dunn The man who the cigarette was stolen from slices and kills the man who stole from him. As Dunn hovers over the man he killed, an alien tentacle shoots out of the dead body into an open wound on Dunn, thus infecting him. Dunn dies as a result of the infection, and the prison puts him on a shuttle and sends him down to Earth. The shuttle lands in Boston, Massachusetts. And it's revealed that the year is 2009. And when Dunn arrives on Earth, he's no longer dead. We never get really explained what it is that brings him back to life. Whether it's the alien virus, whatever it is, that merged with him. Whether it's the Earth's atmosphere. That part is never explained. But he literally flatlines in the jail, on the moon, and when he arrives on Earth, he's able to rip open the body bag and he's still alive. We then meet Detective Cameron Grayson, and he's confronting a gang led by a man named Casper. Casper blinds Grayson, and his gang proceeds to jump him. Back at the police precinct, a girl named Trisha Collins is giving a statement about a man who attacked her. Grayson returns to the precinct, and the captain is mad at him that he didn't bring Casper in. Grayson feels that it's more fun to leave Casper out on the street. The PD is using retinal scans to try to piece together Trisha's attacker. You know, She's not good at art, and she's so um, scared from the attack, she can't remember what the guy looks like. But this is the future. Remember, our movie is released in 96. It's taken place in 2009. So according to their logic, in the future, a machine can just stick and can pick out what you've seen. So the retinal scan pieces together the features of Trisha's attacker and the image that's revealed is that of Dunn. Dunn allegedly raped Trisha and has now infected her with the alien virus that he's carrying. Trisha's placed in isolation as she studied. Grayson is intent on finding Dunn. Despite the captain's claims, that Dunn was declared dead three days ago on the moon at the prison. The fact that Dunn was ID'd makes Grayson weary. Grayson goes to Dr. Kirby Younger and questions her about what she knows about Trisha. Grayson then tries to take Dr. Younger to dinner in an effort to, you know, get more of what he wants out of her, but they end up coming to a stalemate. She wants to know what he knows about the attacker, but at this point, Grayson's keeping it quiet because it's too personal. And Grayson wants permission to speak to Trisha, but she's not willing to grant it without knowing what he knows. Dunn overhears some commotion outside of his hotel room and it's a man paying a prostitute for sex. Dunn interrupts the transaction, and the man begins to assault him. Dunn fights back and ends up breaking the man's neck. The prostitute tries to run away, but Dunn catches her and thinks that she's a woman named Katie. Let me just throw this in here right here. This is going to be a recurring theme, this Katie thing, up until we get the re- the reveal of what's going on, which will come a little bit later. The prostitute tells Dunn that her name isn't Katie, and so he goes ahead and he kills her as well. Grayson arrives at the scene of the crime and begins to investigate the area and the hotel. He begins to investigate what was Dunn's room, but at the time... He doesn't know that the room belongs to Dan. The captain arrives on the scene, and he's upset that Grayson is on the scene. The captain wanted this case all to himself, but Grayson is, they call it a black shield. It's a higher level of cop where you've got almost as much authority as the captain. You can assign yourself specific cases. So the captain's been trying to keep Grayson off of this because of the personal connection to Dunn, even though he doesn't believe that Dunn is really the culprit. And Grayson's trying to assign this case to himself because if Dunn is the culprit, he wants to handle it personally. Kirby then tells Grayson that Trisha's been transferred, and she takes Grayson to meet her friend, Dr. Gene Washington. Grayson still wants to question Tricia, but she's in a coma at this point. However, Dr. Washington does agree to take him to where he can view her through the proper channels and actually physically see her. Dr. Washington then reveals that she's exhaling methane gas that this virus has totally taken over her system and she's not breathing oxygen, but methane gas. Grayson gives Kirby a nail that he had found at the hotel room and he asks her to run DNA tests on it, thinking that maybe they can get a hit, identify the nail, identify whose room it was, identify the attacker and the man who killed the man and the prostitute. Grayson then goes and he finds Casper, because Casper, being a gang member, he's got his eyes and ears on the streets. Grayson tells him that there's a reward out for the man who's been raping people lately, and he shows him Dunn's photograph. Kirby then calls Grayson to tell him that they've gotten a hit on the DNA on the nail. So he heads down so that he can see the results. The results came back as Adrian Dunn. And when Kirby asks Grayson what he knows about Dunn, all he tells her is that he's been in jail on the moon. Casper then contacts Grayson and tells him that he's got Dunn. He knows where he is. At this point, Dunn has another woman tied up, who he believes is this Katie girl. And as Grayson searches for Dunn, Dunn begins to call out for him, saying that he can smell him. Grayson shoots Dunn, and then Casper turns on Grayson and attempts to kill him. However, Dunn isn't dead. He already didn't die when we thought he was dead on the moon. Gunshot's not going to kill him. Dunn comes, and he grabs Grayson's gun, and he kills Casper. Dunn begins referring to Grayson as his friend, but Grayson says that they're not friends, and he shoots Dunn again. Some men from a special agency come in, and they grab Grayson. He tells them that he's a cop to call the captain. Captain... Confirms, yes, he's a cop, but he's not supposed to be there. He's not supposed to be on this case. Grayson tries to explain to the captain what's going on. And he tries to get Dunn sent to a special unit for examination. When Dunn arrives, he finds out that Grayson was transferred to the hospital that Kirby works at. And that his orders were basically ignored. Dunn ends up healing himself and finds Kirby, thinking that she is Katie. Grayson finds Dunn and stops him from attacking Kirby. He's about to rape Kirby and infect her. Dunn jumps out of a window at the hospital and runs away in order to get away from Grayson. Grayson then takes Kirby to his place, and they change clothes, and Grayson tells Kirby that he's worried about her. At this point, Kirby has had enough. She demands to know what's going on, and Grayson finally opens up to her, and we find out the whole story here. Katie is Grayson's deceased wife, but there's more than just that. Adrian Dunn was Grayson's best friend. The two of them had gone through the academy together. Katie was originally an ex-girlfriend of Dunn's. But one day, Grayson met Katie. One thing led to another, and they got married. Two days after the wedding, Dunn came to Grayson's house. He beat and raped Katie, and she ended up dying in the hospital. After hearing the whole story, Kirby returns to the hospital. Grayson continues his pursuit of Dunn. Dunn finds Kirby, though, and he begins to chase her. But Kirby's able to turn the tables by getting into a forklift, and she pins Dunn to a wall with the forks on the forklift so that he's stuck in between them. He's able to get loose, though, and he's about to attack Kirby again when Grayson shows up. Grayson chases Dunn, and they end up at a construction site. Dunn and Grayson fight, and Dunn is getting the better of Grayson for the most part in this fistfight. Grayson ends up dangling from a scaffold, and Kirby shows up for the rescue. She tries to make Dunn believe that she is Katie, telling him that she wants him. Now that she's got some of this knowledge, She tries to use it to her advantage. and She she doesn't get done to really pursue her, but she is able to distract him long enough that she shoots him with a laser, which sets him on fire due to the methane. So he is burning up alive and ends up dying from being set on fire. Grayson is saved. And the next day, Kirby has been offered a job at the special facility called UMIDS, which she gra- gladly accepts. And Kirby asks Grayson out to dinner, and he says that he'll take a rain check. They end up sharing a kiss as our film fades to black. You know, out of all the Piper movies that I viewed this month, They Live, Hell Comes to Frogtown, Terminal Rush, The Chair, and this. I'd have to go They Live, The Chair, Sci-Fighters, Hell Comes to Frogtown, Terminal Rush. That's how I would rank them. They Live being the best, Terminal Rush being the worst. And Terminal Rush only gets labeled the worst over Hell Comes to Frogtown because Terminal Rush bored me quite a bit. Hell Comes to Frogtown, as bad as it was, at least it didn't bore me. When it comes to my rating on sci Fighters, I'm going to give it 3 out of 5 stars. I think it was a fun, futuristic romp, which had I seen it prior to 2009, maybe it would have been a little bit better, in my opinion, getting to see what they thought the future would be like then. Having never seen it and watching it, you know, now 12 years after the movie is set, you know, it kind of is what it is. Make sure you get out there on social media. Get those hashtags trending for me. Hashtag 18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And of course, the ever popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you do what that commercial just told you. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Network. Get you your official t-shirts of the Jeff Meacham Network, your Jeff Meacham Network logo shirts, Talk Wrestling, Meachamania. Get you your official t-shirts of the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood, your Renegade J.J. Williams shirt, Stat Boy Sports Bar, Dad's Not Always on Wrestling, and so much more tomorrow, right here on the Casa D18 Studios channel. We'll be back bringing you yet another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And it's a doozy, folks. We're going to be starting our look at movie trilogies for the month of April. And where better to start than quite possibly the greatest trilogy that is not The original Star Wars trilogy, Back to the Future. One, two, and three over the next three days. Tomorrow, of course, will be the original Back to the Future, though. I'll be joined by my special guest, Jeff Meacham, over all three days, all three films, to discuss all things Back to the Future and our love and admiration of the series. You're definitely going to want to make sure that you're here to check that out. Thank you for joining me here, as always, on another edition of Renegade's Reviews. Make sure you leave your thoughts in the comment box below. I'll check them out, possibly read one on the April edition of Renegade Recap. I appreciate you guys' support, and I will see you guys next time.